Welcome to From the Back Tees, a podcast where we tee it up from the back every week. Welcome to the From the Back Tees podcast. Today's Wednesday, October 13th. And as always, we're brought to you from our sponsor, Ghost Golf. Ghost Scarf Golf. They specialize in golf accessories and clothing. They've developed a magnetic towel, which will soon become your seven irons best friend and your greenside caddy. Ghost Golf. Is an, is an innovative company when it comes to golf accessories, just recently releasing their anyday golf bag and of anything from hats to golf tees for your needs. Check them out at ghostgolf.com and sign up today to receive their newsletter and be up to date on the latest releases in golf news. Well, fellas, we got a special guest today, Reed. As always, we like to put the honors in the person who brings the guests on. Yeah, uh, you know, there's very few people in this world, I shouldn't say very few, but there's not a very big percentage of people that are multitaskers and do like 16 things at once. And uh, Ben Holka, uh, mainly caddies on the PGA Tour, but um, does a lot of other things uh, that go a long part of caddying. And I'll let him uh, kind of talk about that later. But uh, Ben Holka, caddy for CT Pan, uh, what a hell of a dude. Ben, how are we doing? I am great. Thanks for having me on, guys. So Ben, give us give us some background on what you do, how you got to be with CT, and then maybe some uh, some of the towel stuff that you know we can go into detail later. Man, I I don't know where to start. It's like one of the sixteen. Is caddy? You're exactly right. I uh, I started on tour. Probably I think it was four. This is my fourth full season. So um, before I got into working on the PGA Tour, I was working for the Seahawks, and my dad has been a caddy since the 1970s. Steve Holka, he's caddied for, he thinks, 150-plus players at this point in his life. Wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's wild. I The names that he has caddied for is, like, just a laundry list. So he started caddying in the 70s, and, uh, like, I grew up my entire childhood watching my dad caddy, and, like, um, he had a very good run in the 90s with David Graham. Then caddied early thousands and mid thousands with uh, Brian Davis. But back in 2003, he started the luggage service for the tour players. And for basically all of my middle school and high school childhood, he was caddying and running the, uh, the luggage service for the players. And so that's what I do now on the side of caddying for CT with my wife, Heidi. Um, she and I travel week to week with like a 30 foot trailer and we'll load up on Sunday, whatever the guys want to give us to make their traveling lives easier. Um, and then we'll drive through the night or however long it takes us to get to the next tournament stop and unload at their locker or we'll deliver to the house hotel they're staying at. And then, uh, yeah, from there it's, I start the week catting right when I'm done unloading. So it's, it's busy. To say the least. <laughs> how uh, how did that all get started? How did Steve? I mean, did it just like one day all of a sudden, like twenty guys got together? And... Uh, it was actually it was one of those light bulb ideas that you just right. you always dream about as an entrepreneur. He he was traveling in an airport after nine eleven, uh, back in like the winter of one or early in two thousand two, and he was just looking at. Uh, all the things that like the golfers are traveling with uh, through the airport. And he's like, how the heck are the guys doing this with all the added security and everything? It's like, there's gotta be a way to make this easy on them. And he drove 
back then he he would do the the old caddy routine where you drive through the oh, yeah. to each city and save yeah. money as best you can it's like i can do this with a trailer behind me and i can take all their clubs for him and it was just one of those things where he's just like they would definitely pay me and this would supplement my caddying income and and he just talked to a few of the people high up in the tour he's like if i started this business would you guys allow me to do it and they're like write up a business plan and we'll get back to you he, he worked through the night that night writing it up and submitted it and the next day they're like steve if you want to do this you're on so from there i think he started the 03 season doing this luggage service and from there it just grew i i think there were five or six guys the first season and within a season or two, it grew to 20. And, and now we do it full time every year for about 50 guys that sign on for the full year. But then we get walk up service every single week from pretty much anybody on tour that wants to give us a clubs or a suitcase or anything. It, it's huge. It's, it's amazing what he created. Interesting. That's what I was going to ask. Is it, is it mostly golf gear that they have you bring around or is it more like personal stuff that they want you to? Um, take? I would say personal, like the, I think our, the clients that love us the most are the two are wives because we get yeah. strollers, strollers, pack and play, like the, the bins for the kids and like everything that makes traveling as a family on tour impossible, we, we make easy for them. And they, word of mouth, like we, we hardly have to sell the business at this point um, to, for people to enjoy it because the wives just talk to each other like, oh, you don't use the Hulkus, you need to. And they come to us and it, it's unbelievable. So like we make the, just the traveling families lives so much easier that uh, honestly it, it makes it all worth it. Like we, we do get the single guys and they just have storage bins on our trailer. That is like a portable locker for shoes, balls, track mans, foresights, all that. But the families I think appreciate us the most. Interesting. And then, so you said you have this and then on the side you get there and then you have a full <laughs> job caddying. Honestly, yeah, obviously I, knows, I that's pretty hard on its own. I know. I don't want CT to think that he's secondary. He, when I get done unloading, it's full, full on. I am here for you, CT kind of mentality. But my wife Heidi, she travels with me, and she handles all the, all the little like headaches throughout the week of selling the Green Contours books, and she distributes a lot of the towels on tour that we do like from the trailer, she, she takes care of all that. So my main focus is all on CT once I'm done unloading. That's uh, that's where I was going to go next, Ben. Not only is it the luggage and you caddying, but then there's the greens books and the picture books, which yeah. you can purchase and then the towels twice a week. Yeah. Um, so, like <laughs> once I'm done unloading, Heidi, Heidi wears more hats than I do when we're out on the road because I, I just get to caddy. Right. And she uh, she sells the greens books and the there's updated or upgraded picture books with more detail. Read as you know, they're yeah. amazing. We get a yeah. we get a black and white version when we register, but she'll sell these uh, picture books that show the sight lines off the tee and a lot of like just upgraded detail on par fives and all that. So the players and caddies are all looking for Heidi Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then. Um, I think at this point there's about three there's four towel companies that pay us to distribute their towels for all the caddies because everybody gets paid to carry a certain towel D depends on the caddy but um she'll she'll pass those out on thursday and other than that yeah she the tour also gives us all the valspar hats to uh, distribute to caddies so she right. does that as well so it's never ending and she's a trooper 
Hey, you got like allows, eight, 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 eight gigs going on at the same time, man. It is nuts. It is nuts. It's crazy. So yeah. how do you get into the how do you get into caddying game? I guess what's your background in that? How long have you been doing it? How long have you been with CT? Um, I I grew up like in high school. I did it uh, during the summers. I'd caddy at Chicago Golf Club. My just seeing my dad caddy kind of gave me some interest there. So I, I caddied at Chicago Golf Club. That's where my mom worked as an accountant, and then kind of forgot about it once I went to college. I I was a student manager for the football team at University of Arizona. And then I went and did, uh, after I graduated, I did four seasons for the Seahawks. And I was just like, in my mind, well on my way to working in the NFL. And uh, my my mom and dad were doing the trailer from, I want to say, 2010 to about 2019. And they were doing it together. And it got to the point where, like, I was in my internship with the Seahawks. And I didn't feel like I was going to keep climbing that ladder. So... I, I went out on tour. I knew my mom wanted to get off the road. My sisters had kids and she wanted to stay at home and be a, a grandma. So I, I told my dad, I'll come out and I'll, I'll do the trailer with you. So that's kind of my door or my foot in the door to go take over the trailer business. And I wanted my dad to have the ability to retire sooner than later. So uh, it was kind of the transitional period. And then CT and his wife, Michelle, they, uh, used our business for about a year and then um from there him him being a client of ours he uh just got to know me and one of the tournaments right before covid i think it was the players championship he asked me to caddy and uh from there it's history like obviously it was it was weird like right before covid happened he asked me to caddy the players and then covid hit and we were off for three months and then we came back and he asked me to caddy at the travelers championship and from there i've been with them ever since so it's been great this yeah. might be a question this might be a question for ct but is he five six? <laughs> oh man i'm six yeah i would say he is. Not, he's five six. he's not very tall man he's not but he he hits it further than anybody that's five six that i've ever seen he mashes the ball yeah. it is it is unbelievable he uh he, i played some junior golf against him when we were like 14 15 16 He's never been very big, dude, but he just, he's always been just a steady Eddie, fucking good little player, man. But he, everything he hits, he just pures it and it goes a yeah. mile. I, I, yeah. I stand there and like, I don't even want to swing a golf club anymore because I cannot make the sound these guys are making. Yeah. It's incredible. It's incredible. He puts his whole body into the drives. Like he, he's carrying it so far and it's just, it's mind numbing to, to see these guys the way they're hitting it these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, I know CT had a really good career at University of Washington. I remember seeing him um, there. Actually, went to a, a tournament um, where he was playing in, in college, um, and it was just crazy seeing this little guy mash it around there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was phenomenal, and his short game is up there with the best. It, it's awesome. He's all around <laughs> just a great player. And then I remember I think maybe when he – he really made a lot of noise at the Masters one year, um, yeah, 2019 maybe. Um, yeah, he tied for seventh. That was incredible. Yeah, really, really good, great finish. Was that his first time playing there too? I think maybe. So it was. It's it's not. Um, it, I unfortunately didn't get to caddy for him there because it was his first time. He took one of the local Augusta guys, and so I I didn't get to caddy, but I I got to watch from the sidelines, and it was it was so cool to see. 
because from awesome. day one he he was in contention and it was just it was exhilarating and like it, it was a bummer because I also didn't caddy the Olympics and he finished in an epic playoff for bronze right but his his wife Michelle caddied because it was borderline impossible to get your spouse yeah. or family members to go and he was able to have her caddy so she could watch I mean firsthand it was it was such a cool memory for them to have that experience. The seventh oh, for cool moment of him like holding a couple of the clubs when they were in the oh, playoff. Oh yeah, yeah. He, she's caddied for him a few times, and they've had great finishes together. But he he takes out about five or six clubs, walks down the fairway, puts them in. It's hilarious. The gentleman. <laughs> yeah, he is. That's that's what every man strives to be. Especially playing for an Olympic medal. I know, and to beat the people he did in the playoff, it was just you can't you can't script it any better the than that. Seven person playoff that I don't think anyone was picking CT Pan to win at the beginning. I know. Of it. I think they Morikawa was in it. Xander, I, I can't even. I think Rory, Rory was in it. Rory was in it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, there's some big ass names. It was. How often do you see a, a that big of a playoff? I mean, almost never. I mean, we saw another never. one. We saw another one recently, though. Where it was sometime, uh, maybe late last season, there was a law, a big playoff. It was like a six or seven man, wasn't there? Yeah, we're, I, yeah. I feel like there were travelers. Was. It was at travelers. Was it? I'm pretty well, sure I it was just, travelers. I know, I know it went a lot of holes. I just it was with um, uh, Harris English and Harris, uh, exactly. Framer Hickok. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. usually I you see him like for holes or something. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you'll see him for like. The Monday qualifiers, obviously, because that's like one round. So, of course, there's going to be a lot of ties. Yeah. I remember there was like a five-man one in a European tour event, and I was like, dang, that's crazy. Yeah, CT and Michelle said the tee box was just packed. when they, Like, you think about seven players and seven caddies, that's a, that's a full tee box, and they went off right. in uh, two groups, I believe. <laughs> that's shit. crazy. Yeah. So what's your best moment? What's your best moment so far caddying or out on tour? Oh, man. Um, I, I, it'd have to be the best finish, which is uh, T3 at the Honda this year. We played in the second-to-last group. Matt, Matt Jones was just going off uh, that week. That, so yeah. we were all playing for second. But, like, to have that late of a tee time, it was pretty exhilarating. Yeah, that was that was big, and that's a big course too, right? I mean, oh my gosh, it was windy. The things were fast. It, it was it was definitely a daunting uh, week, but CT was just playing lights out. I mean, I feel like if with, you, sorry, go ahead, Ben. Uh, we, we got to we got paired with Phil on Saturday, and he put on his usual Phil display of amazing ups and downs. But CT beat him that day, and I just once once he got over like the pressure playing of Phil and. I performed him, and we got to the Sunday round. I was like, all right, I know he's absolutely locked in this week, and he ended up finishing T3, so it was cool. He's draining putt after putt and just making crazy pars because some of those holes are just brutal, and pars are a good score, and that's that's what he does. He thrives on the tough courses. Yeah, if you can play there, you can. your game's going to travel pretty much anywhere, I would say. Yeah, that, it's exciting. It's very exciting. I think – I think year in and year out, that maybe plays the toughest to par, like golf course. Honda, I could believe it, and it, there's always that wind. Maybe the, I think, I, I think I saw something some at some point where it said the Honda of any uh, tournament that's held in the same golf course every year, you know, i.e. not the U.S. Open or whatever. Yeah. 
that that gorse. I'm pretty sure it was like the toughest or second toughest to par. I believe which is, it. Which is pretty incredible. It's a, it's a beast. And yeah. that was, yeah, it was my first experience, like, kind of in the hunt. Like, I, I finished T6 with Retief Goose in a few years before that, but, like, that was my first taste of, like, in contention on a Sunday, and it was just, it was so memorable. It was so fun. Hey, give Heidi a shout-out for us. Heidi, what's going on? Heidi, Reed says hi. Hi, Reed. Hi, Reed. <laughs> <laughs> she, was looking a little dark. I, so I feel like I <laughs> she water. put Squid Game on pause. I think she's already scared. Running from the TV. Yeah, she's running from the TV. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, yeah, Honda, man, Honda. In fact, I actually played there in, um, in a junior tournament back in the mid-2000s. Uh, at that golf course and yeah. remembered it a little bit. It was pretty cool going back there a few times. But that course is, I mean, it's hard to find a better back nine. Oh, uh, no. You know what I mean? That yeah. I, that no, 14, uh, 10, 15, 16, 17, 18 are pretty fucking tough. Not to mention right when you make the turn, you got to make a par on number 10. You're like, oh, boy, here we go. And sometimes it, that that into the teeth of the wind, too. Um, yeah, I think it was into the wind uh, in the final round, and CT hooked a drive like right by some trees in the rough. Like it, it was not a good drive, and he, we had about two hundred and it was like two twenty or two thirty to the front, and we we're in the rough. And he, it's an epic three wood, basically playing at like a par five at this point, and he hits a great three wood, lands dead center in the front of the green, and he makes about a. 40 or 50 foot two putt for par and where everybody else in the field is probably getting away with the bogey and like yeah. that par definitely set the tone for his back nine to have a good finish it was nuts sometimes, sometimes par is a good score in a hole man when it's averaging 4.6 or 7 yeah it was wild so I, to get out of there. it's it's pretty rare that i remember like shots from almost every hole but like that right. that had to be my best memory for sure right Awesome. Yeah, I guess uh, we want to keep things moving here. So we're going to move to the next item on the docket. Ben's going to stick with us to talk a little golf. Big golf story this week. Our guy Bryson going against Brooks. The match is happening. Do they really hate each other? Reed, what do you think? I don't know. I haven't been out there much this past year, obviously. But I think media has played it up quite a bit. And I... <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I feel like, I mean, I, they're probably not best friends, but I feel like they aren't what media makes them out to be. I think this is just, uh, I think it'll be fun to see them hash it out on TV and, you know, the whole show made of it. But I, I don't know if it's really as lethal, I guess, as you could say, as it's made out to be. Ben, what are your thoughts on it? I, I think it's just a little ironic that this beef kind of came out when they announced there would be PIP money for the people with most yeah. tweets and, and media yeah. uh, posts about them. Like, it, it just seemed too far-fetched, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then it's it's so blown out of proportion. Like, where was it where – I don't remember what tournament it was where uh, Bryson hopped in the back of Brooks's At the PGA. It was at the PGA, yeah. And he just Come rolled on, his man. eyes. Yeah, like yeah, it, I don't know. It's it seems too fishy. It, it is funny and it, it keeps you entertaining, but at the end of the day, it's kind of like, come on. Yeah, I I I can't really get it get behind it. Like who who dislikes somebody that much out on tour? I I just don't right. see it. 
Yeah. I think it's a nice uh, – they did a very good job marketing themselves. I agree with you, Ben. That's uh, <laughs> very interesting timing that the, PI, exactly. the PIP comes out. Right, right. And I, I don't think they played that much golf together before, like, this feud happened. So, it's like – it just doesn't seem natural. I don't know. I don't know. You're out on tour. Do you have any insight into this PIP? Like, they seem to be saying they're not going to tell anyone who's actually leading or how it works, basically. Well, I, I heard um, – I heard – or I saw some kind of social media post that said even without playing this year, Tiger would still be leading the PIP. And he'd, <laughs> he'd win the $8 million and he, he hasn't even teed it up this year. That's what I mean. That's I don't get it. How are they deciding? Is it just who has more Twitter have- followers? I guess it's or who has the most mentions on Twitter, social media. It doesn't. Maybe. It doesn't make yeah, sense to me. It's like some sort of aggregate score of all these different factors, and I think it was SI that might have put the article out of where things would stand. Like as of now, um, that not all the details are available to the public. So SI was still trying to guess on some things, but mm-hmm. yeah, there. They were still basically like, oh, yeah, Tiger's still, like, head and, head and shoulders above everyone. He's going to take Which away is, the first first place. <laughs> well, that's ridiculous. I, I mean, good for Tiger, but <laughs> they, they're and just he'll, trying. He'll donate trying to it or something. Yeah, well, I, do sure. know that, uh, I do know that Max Homa is getting the uh, PIP uh, most improved of the year. That guy's been getting blown up <laughs> on social media, man. Oh, I believe it. Jim, if you follow Jim Herman, he's had some hello. Yeah, he's like yeah. trying to make his way up. I like that he makes jokes. Yeah. Oh, it is hysterical what he, what he tweets out. I love Her- it. Herman's fucking – Jim Herman's fucking hilarious, dude. He's great. He is. And not, and not, he is. not a lot of people know it. He's unbelievable. No, it's such a dry humor, and it's, oh it's hysterical. Yeah. yeah. Now, now people is, are uh, Is Jeremy still caddying for him? He is, yeah. Is he? Yeah. Yep, we were paired we, with we them. We played with two. them on uh, on Saturday in uh, at the well, not the, uh, the Wyndham when they shot oh, sixty-four the... or whatever on Saturday. No kidding. Yeah, I think yeah. we were paired with you the first two rounds. That's right. Yes, we 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 were for sure. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Another yeah, our... another hidden another hidden gem on the uh, PJ Tour schedule. Absolutely, Sedgefield. Love yep, that place. Absolutely, great golf course. Fun. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people get caught up so much in like the the hype of like the big name tracks. There's some so many good, like, I mean, RBC for instance, like those some of those golf courses and stuff, or like any anything like the Valspar down in Tampa. Yeah. Some of these golf courses are just so good. Even the first two we started the year with were uh, like yeah. Napa, Silverado, and then we played Jackson. Yeah, Th- those yeah. two are amazing golf courses. The layout yeah. is so fun. For sure. It, yeah, it gets slept on. You, Everybody wonders, like, why are we going to Jackson? And then, well, no offense to Jackson, Mississippi, but it is a great golf course and best greens on tour. Yeah, yeah. It just goes to show you that everything we, everything they play are, are unbelievable courses, and just some of them are, you know, the top 1%, yeah, 1% golf courses, you know. So, yeah. What'd you guys? What'd you guys make of the whole the the match being only? Was it twelve holes? It's weird. Yeah, I don't understand that. Maybe because it like always fit, says that like he gets bored in the round. So is yeah. it like to yeah. fit? In a, I, my my only thing is I bet it's to fit in the time frame in a TV window or something. 
That could be. When, when is it being aired? Isn't it like day after Thanksgiving? Yeah. Can they just so. make the TV window bigger? <laughs> yeah. You would I think because they're going to get viewership out the ass. Yeah. Well, they, well the, they're probably competing with like college football uh, championship games. Yeah. yeah. I don't could understand be. it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the tour does I don't understand. Yeah. Brooks is probably like, uh, I'm going to be in Vegas. Yeah, I can only do about 12 holes that day, boys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I think it is. Yeah. Who do you think could could out-party one another, Brooks or Bryson? Oh, my gosh. That's 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 an understatement, man. I mean, I think Brooks would, would send him into sleep. Absolutely. <laughs> I that's, was watching why... some uh, podcast with Bryson. He said he parties once a year. Really? <laughs> when he's ready to go. He did a podcast with, like, uh, the Nelk boys. You know those guys? Canadian? Yeah, I'd love to be a fly on the wall during his party. So – no Honestly, kidding, right? he did this interview with them. It sort of changed my perspective on it. Like, he did the interview to try to be like, this is not who I am, like who they portray me to be. Uh-huh. So I sort of buy. He's like, he's very serious on the course. But, like, he wanted to do, like, these pranks with them and stuff. Like, he seems no like kidding. a pretty, like, normal, laid-back guy. It sort of changed my opinion on him. Always loved him on the golf course. but Oh, in person, he's actually one of the nicer guys. Like, yeah, that's off, what I got from everything. Off the course, or like, around the practice area, clubhouse, like, he, he is a phenomenally nice guy. So it, it sucks seeing such a bad rap he, that he gets from the media and yeah. people on social media. It's, it's brutal. I'll tell you I what. Can, I, think, I think after the Ryder Cup, a lot of people started loving him a lot more. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I even, like, started liking him, and I wasn't a big fan of him. So. That's, yeah. <laughs> that took be- a lot of you, Nolan. It, it's because he wore a normal, normal hat. You're like, whoa, this guy's actually a cool guy. He's wearing, wearing a normal baseball hat. Yeah. I think, I mean, as I've said before, social media plays such a big part of that. But I think him coming out and being different than everyone, the way he did things, kind of set mm-hmm. him kind of behind the eight ball to start. You know what I mean? So he's kind of had to work away, work his way out of it. Like, I think that's right. part of it. You know what I mean? He's always yeah. been kind of that odd, that odd ball out, if you will. Yeah, I agree. So, so – the guy can play golf, that's for damn sure. I don't care how he does it. That's, yeah. He's phenomenal. Big time. He's on Team USA. Yeah. He's got he's got a lot of supporters behind him now, I'm sure. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of support, um, on and off the course, sorry, should I say on and off the podcast, we've got support from our partners over at Manscaped. Um, if you guys haven't heard of Manscaped, they're – Probably one of the best below-the-waist grooming champions in the world. Um, they offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, if you know what I'm saying. Um, they, they're just releasing out really? the lawnmower 4.0. Um, so if you're hopping on now, you're already getting the 4.0. All the kinks and um, little tweaks are already worked out. We've got the greatest trimmer out there that you can think of it's got ceramic blades to reduce accidents it's their advanced skin safe technology um i mean i haven't i haven't had any problems with it yet guys have you i mean it's been pretty flawless and uh best shaved balls in in the neighborhood that's smooth as eggs right no i i've actually i've used the uh the beard trimmer beard trimmer quite a bit 
Yeah. And it's, uh, I've had, well, I've had a beard since I've been 13 years old, some sort of facial hair. <laughs> and, uh, and I will say that this beard trimmer has been the easiest I've ever used in my life. Like I, I used, usually have to make a couple passes through because my beard, you know, my beard hair is pretty coarse, if you will. And this, uh, this beard trimmer, uh, it's one pass through, looks good. At least my girlfriend said so, you know. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. But, that's all that is all that matters. matters. Check them out, you Manscaped. Uh, join, yeah, join over the two million men worldwide using Manscaped. Um, hop on that bandwagon. Use our exclusive offer. Um, punch in the promo code FTBT from the back tees. FTBT, and you're gonna get twenty percent off and free shipping on your order. So check them out, Manscaped.com. Uh, we're super glad to be partners with them. Yeah. All right. This week, CJ Cup. Uh, obviously, we're we're still in Vegas. Can't be in Japan for it. I think that's where that's where it usually takes place. If I'm not mistaken, right? That this is the one in Japan. Uh, yeah. Limited field, 78 players, no cut. Uh, ben, I don't know. Have you played this course before? I have not played it. I spent the uh, last two mornings there uh, selling the greens books, so I I got a look at it. I heard everybody came in and they're like, I don't know why uh, why there's caddies out here. This is definitely built for uh, golf carts. So apparently it's long and they, the caddies are going to get a workout in this week. But it, it looked beautiful from where I was sitting. And it was windy as can be. It was gusting like 40 to 50 miles an hour. So a lot of guys couldn't really get some good practice in. But I, it does look like a birdie fest is what – I was hearing from guys coming in. So whoever can make a lot of birdies, <clears throat> some JM, I think will have a good chance. <laughs> you think the back-to-back? Okay, we're I don't know. It soon. If anybody can do it, I feel like some Jay can. He's just a machine. The fucking machine over and over and over and time again and time again and time again. And he's probably sleeping in the, in the same bed as he was last week. So just keep it rolling with some Jay. Yeah. You know what's funny is you think back to last year when COVID was still going on or had – I guess would start it or whatever. Um, and they had that, uh, this event at Shadow Creek last year. Yeah, oh, well, that, right? that course oh, yeah. is so good. But they, you go from Shadow Creek to Summit Club. I mean, I guess the PGA Tour can pick their spots or where they want to go play golf. I mean, fuck, right. two of the best private clubs in the area. Yeah, it, the, the green or the, the grass just looked like nothing was out of place. It was beautiful looking at the yeah. course. Shadow Creek was phenomenal last year. I got to caddy the Sunday round for Danny Lee. Um, he, he fired his caddy on Saturday, and he called me on Saturday. And he's like, hey, Ben, can you caddy for me tomorrow? And I'm like, sure. I was a little buzzed at a pool party at the time. I'm like, yeah, I'll be there. And uh, he goes out and shoots six under on Sunday. So I, I really love Shadow Creek. I only have one good <laughs> round to, to remember it on. So that was sweet. But we yeah, spent I, the, I think, uh, go ahead. Sorry, go for it. I just think C, CJ this year is going to be a, another treat to watch on TV. I, we, I actually got the, was fortunate enough to uh, caddy the women's match play out at Shadow. Oh, yes. This, this year, yeah, dude, it was it's sweet, dude. That, that golf it's course just, is. It's like Disney World. You're driving on the street in Vegas, and then there's these high walls, and then you turn in, you're like, where am I? It, you drive through some. 
it, it's you unreal. would never know you would never know you're in vegas i mean it's it's like yeah. they sunk this piece of land and amongst thousands of trees and you can't see a single hole from outside the property yeah it, it's unbelievable if anybody that's listening gets a chance to play try to do it everyone we talk to about it uh, says the same thing about the entrance and like showing up from off yeah. the strip that's just like yeah, you're driving by a circle k and just row houses and developments and then you turn into this place you're like wait what yeah it's, what it's incredible yeah. yeah yeah so it's, uh go into this week you gave some good insight ben you think it's going to be a birdie fest as long as the I, wind is down i think you're probably right also considering yeah. it's all the best golfers in the world this week yeah, be uh, there are missing. They're missing a few names, which I was shocked that they didn't show. Like Bryson's not playing, John Rahm's not playing, Daniel Berger's not playing. There, there were head scratchers as to why they weren't going to be there. But uh, I'm always I, surprised my, when these guys sit out limited field events. Like I am too. It's like guaranteed money and a much better chance to win. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, play play these and take take one off down the road sometime, or take one off to, you know the previous week or whatever. Exactly. I was very surprised to see guys not not there. Um, but I I think either Sungjae or Sam Burns, just because they're both so red hot right now. Yeah, I like the Sam Burns call. I know, I know Burns, no one does. Sam Burns is flying up the odds makers, like, over the past six months. It's been crazy. Right. Yeah. Sam Burns. I mean, he he won yeah. – he won Napa. I was like, yeah, he's going to have a letdown week in Jackson. And then he was threatening on Sunday. Like, what is going on? This guy, he doesn't, he doesn't take a night off. He's just I feel like, always I feel there. like he gets hot. He gets hot for like two months a year. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, yeah I, mean, incredible. I think he's got to stay hot, man. I don't know. He's just got like a – he is just <laughs> – he can't let off the gas at, at this point. He's just always there, it seems yeah. like. Once it, once a certain guy gets a monkey off his back of winning, it's like go yeah. go time from there. Yeah, pedal the metal. Yeah. Yeah. Reed, what about you? Who do you like? We going picks right now. We're going picks. All right. Unless I'll, you have uh, some more course insight that I'm not aware of. No, I've never been to the place, man. I'm going completely blind, just off reading a little bit about the golf course and kind of picking some guys who. Uh, I think can win, but not necessarily are your biggest odd choices. Uh, I think Spieth is going to have a good week. I think he's, like I said, he's kind of been priming in the last few months. Um, you know, coming off the Ryder Cup, uh, I think he's gearing up to win soon. Um, I think in a small field, you know, that only increases your chances. Uh, I know everyone's good, but you're also playing against – Half less than half the guys, and a long shot, a long price. I like Harry Higgs. I think Harry Higgs has a has a shot every week he plays. I think the guy can shoot some low numbers. Um, you know, he's maybe not going to finish up top ten every week, but I think when he plays well, he plays well. All right, Nolan, I'll, I'll leave the floor to you, and I'll go last. Okay, cool. I'm going chalkity chalk up at the top. I'm going Dustin Johnson. Um, when you say birdie fest, you say Dustin Johnson. I mean. If he's not gonna leave many out there, so um, he's playing great at the the Ryder Cup. Uh, so why not keep it rolling? Um, I don't never not like Dustin Johnson, and I usually don't really go with the top two or three guys in the field. But um, I'm just feeling it. Yeah, I'll we'll give you a break this time. And what about any long shots you like? 
Yeah, long shot. Um, going Mr. Freddie Van Ruin. Um, Love that. Know, just had him. Just had uh, his caddy on recently, so we got good vibes. We got the, um, the from the back tees bump is working right now. It's warming up. What a turnaround we had. Ben. We used to be like the worst. If you came on this podcast, it was like a downhill from there. Was well, that right? <laughs> now everyone's like succeeding, really. We're thriving. Oh yeah, dude, we, dude, Ben, since we've, in the last year, from guests, uh, whether it's players or caddies, we probably had, what, maybe nine victories? Eight yeah, victories? we've had, I mean, at least four Corn Ferry Tour guys who have made it to the PGA Tour now. Golly. Yeah. I love yeah. I love the sound of that. Yeah, going, CT's coming for a dub soon. I fly to Japan on Sunday and the last time he was in Japan he had some pretty good uh, memories there. So right. we'll see. Zozo, here we come. Right. Yeah. So that's who I like this week. All right. Well that. for me, my favorite, I'm going with the guy I'm shocked Reed didn't take him, Xander Shawfly. I mean Yeah. Yeah, I mean that, that is my guy. It's my probably my favorite player on the PGA Tour, but uh, but I've taken him enough recently. Shots. I think picking the favorites in these tournaments is sort of just like a crapshoot because they're all so good. I think the long shots is where you uh, make good bang for your buck. And this pick might just be purely off me just picking him on DraftKings every week, and he just always comes like thirtieth. Cameron Tringali, he's going to win. Oh yes, he <laughs> is he's going to win. He's yes, always, he is. Like, fifth after the second round, and he just doesn't. Yeah. Win. He, that's a guy that can make birdies in bunches. Yeah, and yeah. eventually he's going to win. I don't believe this can't win nonsense. I think he's just an incredible player. It's just sort of ben, ben, I read a stat or I saw a stat or I talked to someone. This is a couple of years ago, and these numbers aren't exactly correct, but it was something in the ballpark of Cameron Tringali has been on tour for like 14 straight years or 13 straight years or something like that. Uh-huh. And ten, 10 of them, he's finished 95 to 125 on the point source. No way. Yeah. So think about that. that. Like, I cannot believe that. Yeah. Well, at least so it, consistent. It, was, it was something like that. But, like, the guy just finishes tie for 30th, tie for 25th every week. Every yeah. single week. It's crazy. It's wild. But he, he's close to being a 36-hole leader every single week. Also. Every week. Yep. When that's he goes so low, he goes low. So that yep. that's a sneaky good pick, actually. I yeah. like it. He's, he's got to win one of these weeks. I agree with that. This year. Well, this is his year. Who else do you like, Ben, besides Sam and Sungjae? Oh, man. I Another name that I realize that's not here is uh, Cantley. So, like, he probably would have been the pick. You can't find a hotter golfer on the planet right, right now. But um, a guy that's – I'm just trying to think of the guys that are going to behave in Vegas. <laughs> that that was part of my thinking and, too. And that's, why, that's why I don't. That's why I don't like the Harry Higgs uh, pick because you know he's going to find some Tito's. <laughs> but I will. I think Sungjae is a great pick, and uh, man, I, I would not go with Brooks. Man, that's a tough. That's it. I'm got I got to stick it with Sungjae. I think he's going back to back. All right, I like it. Have you heard it here first? That's right. All right. Well, uh, that, that's our picks. But as we close things off, as we do every single week, we give a little trivia by Reed, and then we give a Tiger fact from Nolan. So we're going to switch up the order this week. We'll go Tiger fact, then some trivia to close it out. All right. Um, sounds good, Zach. 
Y'all got to stay with me for a second. I got a real complex tiger fact this week. I had to do some deep digging. We've been doing this way too long. I can't find any new stuff anymore. But um, <laughs> We're going to have to switch it up to like a Patrick Cantley fact. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Or just like Bengal tiger facts or something. <laughs> um, all right. So they keep track of this. Um, the uh, – when a player beats the field, right, the average in a round, um, they keep track of this. And especially during the majors, they keep track of this. Um, <clears throat> Tiger holds the longest streak of beating the field in majors. Um, how many <laughs> – I don't know. This seems, this seems ridiculous to ask you guys, so I won't even ask you. Um, he His longest streak – of rounds where he beat the field in majors is 38 rounds. Holy 38 cow. rounds, 38 rounds in a row where he was beating the field in majors. Um, and that was from 1999 um, at the U S open till 2001 at the British open. That's fucking insane. Thinking about that's that. Dis- that's disturbing. What's also disturbing is he also has the second longest streak at 31 rounds in a row. Wow. That was from 2006 to 2008. And then he even holds the, like, 13th longest streak in a row. I mean, could only have so many streaks. Yeah, and that was 16 rounds. That was, like, his 16 rounds is, like, when Ricky Fowler – went on that tear in, like, 2014, right. 2015, when, oh, when yeah, basically Ricky Fowler was doing the same thing Rory was doing, but Rory was just winning, and Fowler was just coming in as the bridesmaid always. Yeah. So, I mean, that, <laughs> that was – That was when he had the hair, too. Yeah. That was Tiger's third longest streak was wow. basically how well Ricky Fowler and, like, Rory McIlroy were playing during that time period. That's outrageous. Yeah, that's Tiger definitely did some things that other people will never do again. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Being, in, being in Vegas this week, I've got some trivia. Vegas trivia is always fun, especially the one that Zach believes me about the uh, hotel rooms. His favorite one. Uh, you remember that, Zach? 100,000 hotels. Could you believe that, Ben, in Vegas? 100,000 hotels. <laughs> what? I don't. That Stop. was our There's trivia for the week. Reed claimed no. 100,000 hotels in Vegas. Hotel There's room. no way. Oh, hotel, no. Rooms. Oh. hotel rooms. Hotel rooms. <laughs> I was going to say, holy cow. At first, Reed told there, us hotels I didn't see that were many like buildings. <laughs> no, at first, it was like, multi, like uh, <laughs> guess how many hotels there are. And we're all like, oh, like 300, 100,000. That's great. I've got uh... – <laughs> it's making me laugh, actually. I've got uh, I've got two facts here because Vegas is pretty uh, pretty crazy, um, and I'll I'll do them both because they're actually both pretty pretty crazy. So you guys know the light that shines on the top of the Luxor? Yeah. The, the skylight. How I'm much is there. how much is good. how much is it a month to run electricity through that light? Mm. Is it open table guesses? Open table. I, I will say $30,000 a month. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot, but that thing is powerful. 
Yeah, do they can they like not fly over it? Would like blind the pilots or something? <laughs> it might burn a hole through the bottom of the airplane. I don't. I have no idea. Um. Wow. I'm trying to just think of how much I spent on electricity on my, on my yeah, house. Right. I'm like, this is right. one light. I'll go significantly lower. I'll go like eight thousand dollars a month. That- I'll go. Sixteen thousand a month. Well, if we're playing the prices right rules, damn, no one would be the victory. No, wait. <laughs> what is it? Fifteen thousand three hundred dollars a month is what they spend to run the light for a month. Zach, that's 15? like spot on. Fifteen or fifty. Fifteen one five. Fifteen thousand three hundred. Pretty close. Yeah. All right, last one here. I got one other one for you. What was the amount of the largest roulette bet that took place in 2010 in Las Vegas? What was the amount of the largest one-time roulette bet? On a single number? I don't know. It's just it's just on the roulette table. Oof. I'll go uh, 100,000. Oh, it has to be more than. Three million. It's got to be I'll, more. If we're doing prices right rules, I'll do a hundred, hundred thousand and one dollar. <laughs> That's a good wager. <laughs> That's a winning bet. No, I, I'll, quarter, I'll say it was. I'll say it was a million dollar on one number. Quarter million dollars. On one number, probably. Exactly. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> Oh I was like, gosh. I don't know. There's probably like Jeff Bezos. Like Zach, and, and, you degenerate. Just three million dollars doesn't even matter. I mean, Zach's, Jeff Bezos six, put three million on the number. The Bezos that would six dollars a week on uh, six dollars a week on DraftKings for Zach. That's his. I mean, that's his future right there. Two hundred fifty grand. <laughs> Think about it. Five dollar a five dollar bet on a number for me is like the equivalent of three million for Bezos. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I only bet you know, singles on, you on know numbers. What? You right. know why Bezos is rich? Because he's not betting away three million dollars. <laughs> good point. <laughs> that is Very a good point. Respectable point. <laughs> All right, fellas. Ben, thanks so much for coming on. We really appreciate it, and we are confident we're going to give you the from the back tees boost. Oh, I love good it. Good luck out there, anyways. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it, guys. And yeah, go see Japan, Japan next you. week. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, brother.